What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle cough. Hey, behave. Whoa. I mean, the Monday night, is this Monday night, Thursday night, the best back-to-back Monday night, Thursday night football games we've had this season? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I thought Monday night was a little more consistently better coached than this kind of debacle. You can have a poorly coached game that's also very entertaining. That's where I think this thing falls. Monday night felt was a little more people locked and loaded on their assignments and their execution this one one coach about to get fired the other still has 70 million remaining if you flip-flopped them they both would have been getting made fun of right yeah this is this was the generic version of the brand name monday night game you know this was i think the first time a gruden moment where it's like uh what what's going on here all right hold your don't get don't get too deep into it recording this thursday night after the game Bloods are boiling. Blood's pumping. Podcast brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM. We are a yep. week away from... Hanukkah just ended. A week away from... So we just ended the... Uh, uh, Chronica. Chronica just ended tonight. Dank the halls next week. Ease.com. Promo code HAM or promo code HAM10. Yeah, I mean, we just get two crazy nights. And really, it's just one crazy night. Because by Christmas night, you're tired. So it's really just Christmas Eve. You guys get eight crazy nights. Which I'd imagine if you really dove into, even for the crazies, probably gets three or four good ones. I, I think I, you, I, get you get one. Eight. You get, from, you get one. <laughs> my, from my experience, you get one. You get the first night, it's underwear and socks the rest of the way. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of presents, you know? I mean, especially, I mean, what about the, just the middle class, blue collar families? I mean, you don't have unlimited cash, can't get you eight presents. Uh, but the, here's where you can do ease.com, E A Z E.com, promo code ham, E A Z E. Dot com promo code ham check out their menus best delivery in the state of california it's the uber eats a weed delivers it right to your house you literally just walk outside the guy's there he hands you a bag eaze.com promo code ham for returning users promo code ham 10 do it ah uh, 21 and over verified online in minutes bam 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 off you go do it verified in minutes Podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up DraftKings promo code HAM. As of this recording late Thursday night, we have 20 spots left in our 100-person, $10 per person game. Top 10 people win. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM when you sign up. Get in our game. Tell your friends. DraftKings sign up with the code HAM. 
Yep. Download the app. I can't recommend it enough. Daily Fantasy, the way to go. You never have those situations. You see last week, Josh Jacobs pretended he was out, and then he claimed right before the game, I'm back in, and then he does laughy emojis on Instagram, and Matt Barry on Fantasy gets mad. Well, the great part about Daily Fantasy, if you think he's out, is pick someone else, and next week you got him back on your team. It's not that complicated. It's really easy to do. Download the DraftKings app. Draft every week. We obviously have games taking our money. I mean, I barely ever finish in the top 50. Haberman sometimes sneaks up into the top 20. Uh, but you get in our game, you can win, and you'll basically just take our 20 bucks. It's really easy. I can't recommend it enough. DraftKings, download the app. Promo code AM. All right, John. Let's begin. The Raiders lost to the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. They are now 0 for 3. That's Gruden years coach playoff appearances. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. And we said going into this game, and we've really been saying for weeks when we just kind of dissecting that the the Indy Miami stretch with the Chargers game lumped in there. It's like I, I can't just look at the Chargers, bad record, bad team, because I watch the Raiders defense, they're terrible. I watch the Chargers offense. Their quarterback is sweet, even when Mike Williams has a bad back injury and Keenan's limping around. Doesn't really matter. As you're texting me, like, who's this Guyton guy? I'll be honest, didn't really know. Had to Google it myself. North Texas, undrafted free agent. Eckler, undrafted free agent. Like, they are, it's not like they kicked their ass. Keenan Allen guy didn't have 200 yards. Mike Williams didn't have three touchdowns. It was a lot of guys that even a casual football fan that's like pretty into it is going to go, who are some of these guys, right? That to me is, there were some moments tonight, if you had just lost to the Chargers and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry combined for 300 yards receiving, Justin Herbert had three touchdowns, you'd be like, I mean, it'd suck, but I do think you could go, they're Jimmy and Joes who are elite first-round picks, high-money guys, pro bowlers, franchise guys, top-five quarterback, beat us. That is not what happened, guy. That's where, to me, it's like their quarterback kicked your ass with Guyton and Tyron Johnson and K.J. Hill Jr. I don't, I don't know who these fucking guys are. I follow the NFL for a living. Now, look, you can't change your defense in four days, but as expected, as we said, and we got some crap quite a bit for saying it, hey, don't think that Paul Gunther was the only issue. We want to fire him, fine, fire him. Like, the body of work was the body of work, and it was bad. But this is a talent problem. This is a roster construction problem, A. And then, I've watched the Chargers a lot this year. You've watched the Chargers a lot this year for a variety of reasons. I, I watch way too much Charger football. Herbert's fan, they're, they're just so <laughs> yeah, watchable. That, that's true, that's true. That's they're true. so watchable. And you know, like, they they put they put Herbert's body on the line because they had to get to five wins, John. And it, they did it. We're, we're going to get him concussed. We're going to get his wrists broken. Don't matter. We got to win five games. The fact is the Chargers, more often than not, find ways to lose. They find ways to lose. And it's not like a mystery how. They make they are all over the map. They make so many mistakes. And I'm not talking about the money badger missing field goals. Their clock management stinks. Their timeout management stinks. Their 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 special teams, their their like third down, fourth down offense, the special team field goal unit. It was a mess last week. We all saw it. They are not a tightly run ship. That's who just beat John Gruden. Well, to me, I would say right now Anthony Lynn is kind of like the Freddie Kitchens, Tom Sula of this of this year. Freddie Kitchens calling plays this week. I know. I saw that. And uh, I laughed out loud when I saw that name. Uh, Anthony Lynn is the guy that everyone's making fun of. Not because like people kind of like the guy. Clearly a terrible head coach. 
There were multiple moments tonight down the stretch of this game when John Gruden was, as a, if you're just a fan watching, as a, I mean, I imagine 15 million people watch this. A lot of people are going, oh, John Gruden. You don't see him that much in primetime. Even Troy and Joe. I think Joe said, like, we don't call that many Raider games. I mean, part of it is the Fox, you know, crossover for AFC. But still, like, John Gruden hasn't played in that many primetime games. Before the end of regulation, it, and it is their backup quarterback, so I'll give him a little leeway. But I, it didn't quite feel like they knew what was going on under a minute without timeouts and a lot of clock moving when they weren't that far away from field goal range, one. Two, in overtime, they get near basically the five-yard line. And on third down guy, they were either at like the three or the four, but they were close to the five-yard line. They basically ran a goal line play in a league that... When I think the NFL now, I kind of initially think like spread offenses, just offenses out, not, you know, multiple tight ends, a fullback, and a running back. That's what John Gruden in the 90s learned and clearly loves. But he spent 10 years, a decade, away from football. And I'd say the latter half, let's say the last five years of that decade, the hype machine took him to another level, right? It really, those last three or four years were just like, USC, Tennessee, every, you know, I'm talking the Colts, the Eagles, like big boys, the Cowboys, John Gruden. And I was like, most of, I was like, fuck yeah, John Gruden. Like he's coming, he's going to come back. But I didn't realize he'd come back running this offense that that play might've worked in like 87 guy. They had three tight ends on the field. They were at the four yard line. They weren't at the one. I don't think it was going to work. The worst part. Even if the ball didn't get knocked down, I don't think it was working. There was a, he was still three yards away. Their quarterback had been fantastic and running around. How do you run those plays at the goal line? I, I don't. I, I get running Josh Jacobs, but Mariota had kind of been a difference maker for them. Let him create. Let him, as the kids say, cook. And John Gruden kind of went old school. No, this is my ship, and ran some stupid plays, guy. And it's easy. I get Monday morning quarterback. Always look back after the game. That was that just set was pretty egregious. Give, they weren't at the one. I mean, and then he threw it to the fullback because it kind of felt like that was the play. Yeah. And we know just watching Gruden forever, he fucking loves throwing to the fullback. Holy moly. That play wasn't even close. No, and I guess he said, I'm just reading some of his quotes as we're recording this after the game. He said, uh, if it was a bit closer, I would have considered going for it, but to take the lead with three minutes left, I thought was the play to make at the time. In overtime, I get it. You got to kick the field goal in overtime, but to me, the the third down play. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree, but I'm just saying, like, I think there are some people that would say, but it's like my point is like, is Gruden for a hundred million dollars guy? It's kind of clear he's not Mister Dynamic, right? He's already fired a defensive coordinator a decade to come out. That was his well, pick defensive look, coordinator. One, in games, it's like, yeah, I would say for good, your money, guy. you got an NFL coach, right? He's not a playoff coach <laughs> at this point. Yeah, not a playoff coach, and he's not anything more special than anybody else who's making a lot less money than him. Yeah, I don't think that's not a shot. Like I just there's what what is really the separating factor here? If he had just been if if Mark Davis instead of a hundred million dollars had signed this dude named John uh, John Middlecoff that no one had heard of, and I was just doing the same thing as John Gruden, they wouldn't be blowing like the Raiders coach, right? If he wasn't super famous. Mark Davis hired a rock star guy, and I thought it was the right move. I thought he paid him all this money. He was going to sell a bunch of seats. But 
once the once football started, you don't really need a rock star anymore. You just need the head coach. Like Rockstar got the buzz, helped get them to Vegas. It now they they need the coach, and it, to me, all they have is like this Rockstar famous guy. They don't have this coach. Like at the end of the day, Sean Payton is truly famous because he's a coach. Well, yeah, like Belichick, Tomlin, those guys are. Co- when I think Mike Tomlin, what I think whistle coaching. When I think Gruden. I don't even know. I mean, I you don't necessarily just think dynamic coach anymore. I, I think personality. Well, you certainly think don't think dynamic guy. coach. Yeah. I think famous. I think rich. You think rich. Like, when I think Pete Carroll, I think, like, energetic style, always competing. When I think John Gruden, I think, yeah, he's but probably again, made it works because he's won a lot. Well, right? that's, that's my point, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, think I know it's your hard point. to become as famous as John Gruden. You know his last playoff victory? Came the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then it wasn't very good after that in Tampa. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Yes, I don't think that's too strong of a word. It's three years in. There's seven and seven. Well, to me, seven and all seven and sevens are not equal. They were six and three. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get to seven and seven when you're six and three and good. Like they were, they, it's not like they were, you know, kind of smoke and mirrors. Like yeah, they're a legit six and three team. You just move on. They'll be ten and six, right? It just—it was clear they were good. Here's here's the other thing, John. And they've melted. Here's the other thing, and I know you sent me this. You know, Orlovsky did this big thing before the game, like this is about Carr, and this comment's not about Carr. But one other thing he said was just, you got Mahomes in Kansas City for the next twelve years, and now you got this Herbert guy, right? They just beat you at home, albeit home this year doesn't really mean the same yeah. thing. But they just beat you at home with a coaching staff that's not going to be back next year. With Joey Bosa in the lot, like I know Derek Carr is in the locker room. So was Joey Bosa by the end of that game. Joey Bosa ends up in the locker room a lot late in games. You know that they should have beat you earlier, but yeah. you, they missed the field goal. So Badger is broke. Where's the where's the pro, like where's the progress? Where's the promise? Where's what's next? You still got to find more players, but you've been looking for players. You got to find a new defensive coordinator, but your last one you picked, he wasn't a holdover. He wasn't good enough. So how does this get better? How does this get better? That's what I can't figure out. Honestly, the more I thought about it, firing your coach, your hand-picked defensive coordinator, when you took a decade off on a short week in year three is a pretty, like, just say that out loud. It's pretty nuts. To put, pretty Rod, nuts, put, to put Rod Marinelli in that spot. Well, and to do that, but just to be in a position where it's as crazy and hectic and as big of a debacle, you have to fire the guy going into a short week. How many coaches get fired when their team's over 500 in the NFL? Uh, I mean, it's not maybe early, early in the season. Like if there's huge disagreement and you're like two and one or something and it was like lingering. And again, I'm I'm just saying that I can't. I'm thinking off the top of my head. I, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't have an answer for that, but it's not. I would say in it's December. It's a bad sign. In December, you'd have to do a study. Couldn't be many coordinators get fired with teams that are over 500. I'm sure somebody will comment, hit us up, YouTube comment, say, oh, it's 7-7, seven seven. they got still got Miami. They just need Baltimore to X, Y, and Z. <laughs> okay. No, we're not. I, those games are over. Bye-bye. <laughs> They're done. I do have to say this. As someone who thought uh, Marcus Mariota was not a franchise quarterback coming out of college and said so at the time, 
as someone who thought he wouldn't be able to bring much to the table, like we talked about this when they signed him, he wasn't going to bring any competition to Derek Carr. It wasn't very good at the end of Tennessee. Derek was better than him. I did really enjoy watching Marcus Mariota on Thursday. I I hate to say this because it sounds cheap. The tackle he made to what we thought saved the game, it's not a tackle that it's not, like quarterbacks should don't get credit for how they react, like how they tackle guys who just intercepted him. But it was just part of what he did over the course of the game. He just looked like a winning player. I I don't know, man. I just loved watching Mario. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on the t- like. I think he deserves you credit. Did, you give tackle. him credit. He, okay. he, even Aikman was like, that was a fantastic play. Because one, he kind of has to shed a block and then he leaps. I didn't realize how close Chris Harris. I'd say the overwhelming majority of quarterbacks in the NFL, Chris Harris scores. Ironically, Chris Harris had done something very, very similar once upon a time to Derek at Oakland when he was at Denver on a crossing route, came out of nowhere. This was a little different because it actually hit the offensive player, but same deal over the middle. I I got, it was like eerie seeing it, but guy, I thought he played his ass off tonight. Just extending plays, making plays, being like, you saw some of the deficiencies, right? He's not pinpoint accurate. But he's also kind of a playmaker, and he kind of got the rhythm. He was running the ball with such a kind of a fervor and a fire of like... He was. Maybe I had forgotten it. Maybe he had just... He hadn't been on the field in a while, and he would kind of obviously got benched last year. This year, not playing. You just kind of take it for... You know, you don't take it for granted. You realize this every snap. I mean, I'm lucky to be out here. And he was running like he was playing... Arizona, stiff-arming guys, 360 in. I thought, there, was, there was like life to his play. There no doubt. I thought he was going to look like what running quarterbacks look like when they're old, and he didn't because he's only 27 maybe. I'm with you, though. He looked like what running quarterbacks look like when they're fresh. There was a first down that he got, obviously the touchdown. That was, a, that was the early, right? He gets that first down. He like powers yeah, he like through puts three it guys. Over. I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, because he's not small. You know, it's not... I think he looks a little slimmer like than Herbert, but he's big. Yeah. You know, he's 6'4". I he's saw a big dude. a photo of him and Herbert post-game, and Herbert is... I don't think people... Thicker. Really, Herbert's massive. Right? Herbert's yeah. like 6'6". Six, six. But Marcus is right there with him. They're patting each other's shoulders, and the camera guy is like in their navels trying to get a photo. I mean, they're, they're both look huge. But he also made some fantastic throws. You know, he made yeah, some he bad throws too, right? He made the some throws... The Waller touchdown down the sideline early... Yeah, you know, he's just, and I think here's his problem overall. He does not have a Derek arm, right? And I think a lot of people, and you and I were on radio at the time, people kept comparing him to Steve Young. And it's like Steve Young is basically just the athletic Drew Brees. Like, who's the most accurate quarterback of all time? Well, technically it's Drew Brees, but forever it was Steve Young. Like you watch Mariota, you don't. He don't, he's not like pinpoint, right? Yeah, it's not his arm <laughs> strength that's the problem to me. It's his accuracy that's the issue. Yeah, he's just he doesn't have a great arm, but his arm's far from it is good enough. He's just not accurate, and his arm he's not throwing these Herbert Howitzers. So if it's a little behind, it has a little extra loop. It's a little Alex Smithy where if it just gets tipped, it kind of plops up instead of like a Herbert. Is like a hundred mile an hour fastball off like the catcher off the umpire still hits, you know, the back netting. You're like, oh my God. You know, Herbert's or I mean Mariota's just kind of up there a little bit longer. And to me, the the pick was kind of, you know, whatever. But you do see there is an element to this offense and this team 
that, and even Aikman hit on it. Like, it's not like Derek's a bad athlete, but they can just run plays with Mariota, whether he's comfortable with it. He clearly is, right? You can just run a keeper, and he just runs it. There is some natural, to me, talent, and it's just slash repetition. Like, that's just not Derek's deal, right? Even though he is an athlete and he can run, he is a pocket quarterback. He's a throwing quarterback. Mariota truly is a dual-threat quarterback, right? If you needed him to carry the ball 15 times in the game, yes. he can do that. Yes, but he's less of a threat with his arm, right? But exa- exa- he's dual-threat, but, but it's like, like... But yeah, but there are there are plays that you just can purely... Like, you can run keepers and tell Marcus, like, Marcus, keep this. That you just... You're probably not calling if Derek's in the game. Because I had people tweeting at me, like, Derek isn't this good. Well, it just would have looked a lot different. I, maybe the Raiders score more points. I, I don't know. You can't judge it. The offenses look completely different, right? They're just polar opposite games. Yeah, I do give them credit for being ready to call a different game the second he came in. No, I, totally. I, I'm not. Dim- I, no, no, I, I know think you're it not. was fucking I fantastic. I, I think. I mean, I didn't watch the game and think, "Uh oh, is Marcus better?" I don't think that. Well, I, I mean, I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. I had thoughts. That just went, this does add a different element. And I also had thoughts. I just put myself in the coach's shoes. I immediately put myself in the coach's shoes. And I asked, well, if these next couple games go, because we've been losing with Derek too, right? So if I'm doing all this cool shit with Marcus, and I can get him for 7 to 10, and I could trade Derek this offseason for a 2 and a 3, and then I get some extra cap space to go buy some defensive players, and my offense can still be good. I, my mind just started working. I'm not saying Mariota's better. But this is an economic problem, guy. And and the Raiders have a problem. It's called their defense. And part of it, like, where are they just going to get money to buy players? Well, boom, if I can save $20 million from a, you know, I think Derek next year is like 21 or 22. Mariota's seven or eight or 10. I think it goes up a little bit next year. I don't think just, I don't think you can win 10 games with them. Well, but Not with again, this team I'm just saying, I just think eyes were open. He didn't lose them the game the night one. No, no. And he's going to probably get a couple more starts because I'd imagine, I mean, when you get called out in a game, I think it's fair to uh, take an educated guess. Derek probably out for the year. There's only two games left, right? With that, with the injury, the growing injury. I I, I was so excited when he <laughs> suffered that. It, not, I'm sorry. I, I hate, I'm not I excited that he it. suffered it, but I was like, I can't wait till John has to say the injury. Yeah, that was bad. People are tweeting at me like, is it a controversy? I don't think it's a controversy, but it is. It's just a conversation because he's not a nobody. He is a former number two pick. No, he's not a nobody, but I, I, yeah, I mean, look, he should have, he saved the game by tackling the guy who picked him off after a bad throw. Now, every quarterback in the history of earth has made bad throws, but that, that, you know, like a bad. He also made great throws to put him in position in great runs. No, he did. I just think he's too inconsistent as a passer. Um. But the problem is, he, like, he's good. He's better than, like, you do have to pay him a lot of money to be on your team because he's clearly better than most backups, right? It's a weird dynamic now that he's got himself in. Like, I don't think you can be a playoff. I don't think you can win playoff games with him. I know the Titans got to the playoffs if, with him. But. but if he could play for a while, if Teddy Bridgewater can get three for 60, couldn't he get some money just to be a starting quarterback? <sighs> uh I mean, you're probably right. He probably could. I just don't. I would no, I'm not. No, I'm not into paying him three for sixty. I'm just telling you. You just see if a guy, if he can put these three games together that look like that, the NFL is just desperate for, especially veteran guys that have some pedigree. I don't think he was as bad as he showed when things got out of hand in Titans. I agree with and you. And that's probably like tonight is who he is. Like he's a good starting quarterback. He's probably like a 
somewhere on a given day between 22 and 12. Like his best best is like 12, 11, but his worst can oh, be in the 12, 20s. 11, like in terms in of the league. league. See, I don't think I'm, so. I'm talking on an individual game. Like he could throw three or four touchdowns and run for a couple. I, yeah. I'm talking not a season. I don't think he can game. consistently play like a top 15 quarterback. No, that's where what I'm Derek could like Derek can get right up on that. Th- that's, like, that's where you're seeing my wide spectrum guy. <laughs> he could be like 23 on a given game. I think like you're post no game. I think you're, I think you're post game emotional on him. Because he did do a lot of winning. He he made winning plays. Yep. My, my point is, I can just see why teams are going to like the guy if he can play like this. I don't know. It's one game off the bench. Yeah. He's going to, I'm sure, get two more starts. They're big for his career. They are. No, you. there's no doubt. Because if he got $8 million off of what he was. I mean, could the Raiders trade him? Could they keep him? I don't know. Just this, things get weird. He's my, Guy, he's not a nobody, right? I mean, he is... Would I, if I told you pick? Derek's the starting quarterback next year and they pay Marcus Mariota $10 million to be the backup, would you believe me? Uh, no. You don't think Gruden would try and pull that off? That's what I'm saying. I can already see it if he looks good. You could save so much money. Yeah, but you still have to have a, a starting, like a real NFL, like a well, NFL I know. quarterback. Gruden's, Gruden's crazy enough to think he could probably win with Mar- Mariota. Well, then that, blame the defense. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with that necessarily, but you can. Gruden's crazy. Yeah, I, you don't think I do think might, that would be crazy. You, you would be shell-shocked if he did something like that? I think it would be crazy a crazy thing to do. He does crazy things. Well, I But does he? <laughs> I mean, we think he does. Yeah, he, he traded to, Khalil. He traded Amari. He just fucking does. But Derek wants to be friend. there. Neither one of those guys wanted to be there. In Oakland, I mean Vegas. Sorry, I was reading John's first half hat. <laughs> do you think the Raiders got mad at him for doing At that? Somebody noticed and said something. He didn't notice. He didn't look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm wearing the wrong hat. Yeah, somebody I, saw I, it on Twitter and said something. Well, for sure, I think I I can tell you exactly what happened. I know these guys too well. Twitter was blowing up, kind of celebrating it, calling it cool, kind of like making fun of John. Who knows? Going a lot of different directions. The head honcho, not Mark Davis, his little cronies, got furious because of how much money Vegas is spending. You got to get him the right hat. As they call the way, down, as they someone's be. down. Yeah, I mean, I as maybe a hat wearer, you're a hat wearer. I. Once you get that fitted hat that fits perfectly, as I think Troy said, it's just in his locker. Know, he you, just might have grabbed yeah, the wrong yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if if I were running the team, I would have said, somebody get him a Las Vegas hat. Yeah, I'd be furious if I was Mark Davis. He's got to be wearing Las Vegas hat on the fucking side of the stadium. It. Has to be doing it. On national television. I, Thursday night. Well, this does make... I, I am interested to see how he plays if he is the quarterback for the next two weeks. Which it feels Again, like not a doctor. I just don't see how Derek comes back it, this it week didn't if look he was good. out. Uh, he might try to though. It wouldn't shock me. Well, it's got to be a little weird for him in the sidelines. See the guy playing well because again, it's not a nobody. It's not Peterman. It is someone that they paid a, a large chunk of change for a backup, highest paid backup in the league. I'm not saying Derek's not excited. I if you put any any of anyone listening, if you put yourself in his shoes, it's easy to say team guy. You're not a wide receiver. You don't do it as a group. You're an indiv- it's, it's an individual position, you know. I I, I will because I'm like God. It's got to be weird watching if you're him. Yeah, because he was kind of balling guy and making plays that you can't make. Yeah, you're like, but I can throw. Like I can run. <laughs> you know, guy. He was diving for touchdowns over defenders. I know. I know. And people people love him. That's the other thing. He is loved. If you just go, what do you think about Marcus Mariota? Whether you think he's a good player or not, like, hey, I've been rooting for that guy for like a decade. Yeah, great guy. I know. Yeah, people just like the guy. I know. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Right now, save up to $700 on the new Sleep Number 
360 smart bed plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number Storage or sleepnumber.com slash ham. John, plus great gifts available at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, ton of gifts, guy. Comfort, fit, pillow. Everyone needs a good pillow. You want to get a good night's sleep? Get a good pillow. Come on, people. Winter soft sheets. You know, Haberman's had the great thread counts for, for years. So have I. If you don't have good sheets, you are just, I mean, you're kidding yourself. You have no clue what you're missing. You will be amazed once you sleep in those good sheets. Uh, how about, guy, silk pillowcase to put in your pillow? God, you yeah. get a new pillow, get a silk pillowcase, get some sheets, get your sleep number bed. I mean, you're living like a king, guy. Living like a king. Oh, you're talking about the silk pillowcase and sleep mask set. That is luxurious. Oh, come on. That is luxurious. Uh, look, folks, this is this is what it's about. Thrive during the holiday season. It's a natural immunity booster. Helps with energy and recovery. Helps you keep your sanity. Give comfort and joy for game-changing sleep. And now save up to $700 on the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Gruden probably needs one tonight. Plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number Stores. Or sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. All right, we talked before Thursday Night Football. This is the first big NFL nationally televised game for Justin Herbert. He's had some big college games, and he... We were we were wrong. Oh. Remember, and I, I had forgotten about this. It was a long time ago. Monday Night Football against the Saints. Remember, he had a big game. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and some someone DM'd me that the other day. He's oh, like, you thank forgot you for about the football. We did. Like, well, it was like three months ago, but I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of like, oh, he was awesome. Well, he did it again, John. <laughs> yeah. He did it again, man. Like, this is what I love about watching Herbert is he checks all the boxes. There's no, he made some great plays, you check the box score, and you go, oh, he wasn't as good as I thought. There's no, oh, nothing spectacular, but oh, just a solid performance tonight. He gives you your entertainment value. He gives you like plays that really matter, right? Like winning plays, even though he doesn't play for a winning team. He just, he looks, he just makes these throws that if you could just watch some of the deep ball, the deep ball he threw in overtime, it's just stupid the, how good the, that throw one of the One of the funniest moments of the night, he rolled out, threw it, and he threw it at way out of bounds. Yeah. And then Aikman was like, that reminds me of Aaron Rodgers rolling out to his right, 50 yard bomb. He's like, yeah, but Rodgers usually completes it, and the number one flew out of bounds. It, it was talking when the guy, the receiver is open. He's got, he's yeah, ahead he of everybody. Wide open. He went, he went throw it to me on like a scramble drill, and because he knows, like with Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you can just, you can fling it, and he just, it just faded on him. But I, there were a moment when Mariota got in the game. Like if you're an Oregon Duck fan, like that had to be pretty cool. I mean, these I are know. two of the best quarterbacks in the history of the program. Herbert, just reading this quote after the game, he's like, pretty crazy experience. He was my favorite player. And if you think about it, he had to be in high school or right in junior high living in Eugene when they were fucking awesome, right? He came in basically a year after the guy was drafted. When was his freshman year? 15? 16, 17, 18? Maybe it was 16. His freshman year was 16, and Marcus came out in the 15th draft. So there was a year between them because they had, remember, Vernon... um the guy, the transfer yeah. from Eastern Washington. Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams. Is that his name? Yeah. So he basically was 14, 15, 16, 17, like kind of right in that sweet spot when Wait Marcus was there. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yep. I mean, think about being yeah, that he went age, to, he being went to that games. quarterback. Yeah. That had to be an unreal experience for the guy's life. And then to have, 
I mean, I, technically, I mean, it was a walk-off touchdown, but really he had just walk-off plays all night. I mean, he was fantastic. He was elite. There was a third down in that game where they were, like, spread four or five wide. It might have been a tight end or running back in the slot. He sees something, starts going like Peyton Manning, hollering, hollering. Then they change the play at the line, and he throws, like, this quick slant to the tight end in the slot, and it gets him the first down. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's doing stuff like this as a rookie? It isn't part of the deal. The guy was 4.0 student, and you know, I think everyone it was likes him. He's a genius. He won the Campbell <laughs> Trophy, which is like, they call it the academic Heisman, you know? I just This guy, he's, he's smart. He's talented. I, I saw some analytical people on Twitter that I followed that like football number guys. And they're like, he's basically, he has no fear right now. So he's attempting every throw, and he's getting away with a lot of it because of his talent. How long can this continue? And my pushback is, you got to look at this like Bill Walsh. I already know what he can do. There are things he needs to work on. Some touch passes, just accuracy stuff, basic young quarterback stuff. If I am a coach and I have the opportunity to become a head coach, whether I'm a, a college head coach wanting to become the NFL or one of these assistants right now in college, I see that and I go, that's everything you want to be able to work with. Does he have improvement to have? Of course, he's 23 years old. If you can't see that and go, I can make this guy better. Like Andy Reid didn't just, Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes four years ago, right? I mean, it no, was like, but they had to he see had it a lot of college. work to do. They had to see it. This, we're watching it in the NFL. Like, he just broke the rookie touchdown record. Threw more touchdowns as a rookie. Didn't even start week one. Than any rookie in the history of the league, but but it's not. I don't even. I, I you remember early in the year we looked. I think he had like twelve touchdowns or thirteen or fourteen touchdowns at the time. It was when Russell was on his historic start, right? He had whatever he had twenty two touchdowns and like three or four games. Yeah, yeah, it was something stupid. And remember what we were watching and just going. I think Justin Herbert throws as many deep ball touchdowns as Marcus as uh, Russell did, and we looked it up, and sure enough, guess what? Only yeah. Russ had more like touchdowns of over. 50 yards or whatever the number was than Justin or 20 yards. The point is like he, pa- this is what I was saying earlier, John, he, he passes the eye test. He passes the t- statistical test. He passes the teammate test. He passes the toughness test. He passes the skill test. He passes the winning plays test. He just every, I, I, what box doesn't he check at this point for a rookie quarterback? He has the skill set, but he, he actually uses it like, He's not throwing balls off the scoreboard. He's hitting big plays consistently. It's like, oh, yeah, well, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I mean, that's a really talented team. Oh, well, those guys were basically, they weren't going to play. They were a little hurt. Then they basically did nothing in the game. And he kept making plays. This has to be just thinking off the top Telesco, of my head. by the way, like, solid job. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. solid job. Do you get credit on Herbert, though? Well, I mean, I'm talking about like Guyton. I'm talking about some of these oh, other yeah, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Telesco's good. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't trying to talk shit about Telesco. He does put together a really good team. Like, they have the really Dolphins good players. The Dolphins would have got her- credit on Herbert. Yeah, I, ju- I just don't know how much credit I give them on Herbert when all the reports are uh, no, they have two yeah. above them. But it, you get, just like Giannis with the Bucks. At, at least they admit it. We never thought he'd be this good. Like, you can go, no one did. I, I, did Justin Herbert think he was going to be this good? Are we any Oregon fans like this guy? What what were we doing? Why didn't he look well, like this? Oregon for us? fans did think he could be really good, and that's why they were mad. Oregon fans were mad for four years because you look back and go, Joe Burrow had the greatest college football season I ever saw last year. You're telling me this guy shouldn't have been a should couldn't have had a Heisman type season last year? I mean, look at this guy. 
I, I watch them sometimes and I go, well, because we've seen it recently, right? Guys like have this great season or two and then it like kind of, you know, stumble. Like Mahomes is kind of an outlier right now. It's just continued to be easy. Not easy, but like he just maintains dominance. I just go like, how can this guy not be Carson Wentz or whatever? And I'm watching him. He's so calm in the pocket. Like, do you notice like how he's stepping yeah. up and he's just kind of moving over and it's just like, God, this guy, just before the ball leaves his hand, he looks like a veteran player. You know, it's and it's not like at, you know, in the Pac-12, he was facing fearsome rushes all the time. So he's just, the now the Raiders aren't a great example, but just you watch him week in, week out. They're, they're an NFL team. He's pretty calm. He is. Know? He is just, he is, he is a calm, cool customer. I, someone, did you text me? Someone text me like, it's going to be pretty crazy looking back that a guy of this guy's talent, like he didn't go two. You know, well, I text. Uh, I don't think I texted you that. I just I I texted you basically like just, if I'm it Oregon, been Burrow than him. Yeah, like you know? I wouldn't be like it's hard because if you're Oregon, you're like this is our guy, but it's like yeah, but this guy in your program should have been the clear cut. Now I guess you know it's hard because Tua was a pretty accomplished player himself, right? Yeah, and it's not like he was coming from Cal Poly. No, I mean, it's like coming from <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, if Herbert had looked like this, would he have gone ahead of Tua? He would have. Well, it's hard to play this game. If we put Herbert at Alabama, is he the lock number one overall pick? Like that talent with those Yeah, guys? I mean, it just years it's hard, it. right? Because Burrow, yeah, Burrow had a season that would have been number one over a lot of people. But if Herbert had been doing it for a couple of years at just at higher rate of like right. 40 touchdown, 40 touchdown, back-to-back, clearly his intelligence, his just his demeanor, his size, his athleticism – I think there were just some questions like, is it totally going to translate? But he wasn't really thrown to anybody. It was a little bit of a projection, but now looking back, like, should it have been? (laughs) Like, what? What? This is, he's just doing this every week. And tonight, it was just pretty easy. He just, he's seeing things. And and Troy, I don't think Troy's that over the top. And I thought tonight, like, he was just being pretty simple with the quarterback stuff. He's like, I think Derek's played really well this season. He's like, I'm really impressed with Mariota. And he was like, it shouldn't be this easy for this guy. Like, this this Justin Herbert, I mean, this guy is good. It was just, what a, what a night for the Oregon Ducks. If I was if I was Cristobal, I'd have, I'd text my Twitter guy the moment Mariota came in, let's live tweet the hell out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> they got this guy, they got this guy out of Gilbert, Arizona, Ty Thompson, that's supposed to be a star. Well, that guy, they, I mean, Mariota will be a starter again, and Herbert just has a chance to be, you, he has some early buzz already just with NFL fans of like, God, this guy's sweet. You you used to scout, uh, used to go through Oregon. Were you there before or after you uh, Mariota won the Heisman? I was there before. Before. What they've done now, have you been back there since? No. What they've done, if you, their facility is like, it's kind of a mini shrine to Marcus. <laughs> Now he donated some money to for like the one of like the performance. I remember area. that, yeah. But there's like when you buy the elevator, his like in a major he's he's, he's beloved, beloved in that building. Yeah. Plus, with the Polynesian connection, there's this um there there are these like little pillars that if you when you go up to the second level and look down, they form the state, all the islands of Hawaii. And then on and then somewhere like in the middle of them is his Heisman. His Heisman doesn't have like a room. It's got like a, w- I mean, a wing. It's more, I mean, it's honestly, you would think 
he like the school like it's Mariota University when you're there. I got to think Herbert's gonna get like Herbert keeps this up. He didn't win a Heisman and he wasn't as accomplished a college player, right? Mariota went to the Rose national MVP, championship. Right? That's true. He's gonna have. I mean, it's gonna be. Well, to me, that's a pretty double whammy. You can ride. They're recruiting. They can ride the Heisman, who's cool and is going to be an NFL starter, and then the superstar quarterback. It's like they're already rolling. <laughs> so it's, good luck to everyone else out here. All right, John, time to talk some Niners. If you had a Sunday night football or just like all the networks got together before the season and had a draft of games, Niners-Cowboys before coming into this year would have been, poof, I don't know if it would have been number one. But boy, it, I mean, we could think about. I hadn't quite thought of it that way, but it would be up there. This would be a lottery pick. Yeah, I, I think it would be fucking high, guy. When you factor in, just think about it. Niners coming off a Super Bowl loss. I mean, at ton of buzz, the biggest brand on the West Coast when it comes to football. Cowboys. Listen, I don't know how it's the case because they haven't been to a conference championship game since '96. But it is the case, right? I mean, they, they are the NFL's, they are the Yankees of the NFL in terms of fame, in terms of eyeballs, in terms of media power. So, yeah, you, you could definitely make the argument that there was a reason this game was put around Christmas time and NBC grabbed that bad boy. And it did not feel weird. And I think, guy, from a fan standpoint, from a media standpoint, it was just a game circled when we, like any person that does what we do, when the schedule comes out, it was like, this is a pretty sweet game. This is going to be big. Because part of it was like, Niners are going to be good. And the Cowboys now, instead of being 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and 7-9, seven, seven and now they're going to be that double-digit win team. They just signed Mike McCarthy. Like, are the Cowboys going to be a potential Niners playoff foe? Right? That's the way I looked at it. Yep. Is this going to be for playoff position? Are they both going <laughs> yeah. to be trying to win their divisions? Right? And now we've got, what are we calling this? The Disappointment Bowl. The Disappointment Bowl. Yep. The Disappointment Bowl. I mean, I like, would you have put this game ahead of Chiefs-Ravens in the dra- in the Sunday Night Football draft before the season? Yeah, that because be up there. for right. me, I've already seen that. Like, part of it is, like, I've seen Lamar. Like, I, I just don't think the Ravens, like, maybe because I looked at the Ravens, like, they are what they are. They're going to be double-digit win team, and they're going to be out in the playoffs. There was part of it with the Cowboys-Niners was Niners coming back, the Super Bowl hangover, bullshit. I've always hated the Super Bowl hangover. And listen, we can dive into, like, did they lose because of the Super Bowl hangover? I don't think so. But the facts are the facts. They're going to miss the playoffs. And the Cowboys... I, I don't know, guy. Is it safe to say they're the most disappointing team in the league? I mean, the Jets are going to go 0-16, and it feels like the Cowboys had a worse season in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I think over the course of the year, the Chargers have been really disappointing. Like, when you watch them and you go, this should be better than this. But, and I will say it again and again and again, because I've been saying it since day one. I've said it since they lost to the Rams week one. I think they hired the wrong coach in Dallas. I think they hired the wrong coach. And I said it week one. If I were Jerry Jones, I would have watched Cowboys Rams and gone, uh-oh, because they look the opposite of dynamic and they haven't been very good since. So yeah, I'm with you. I think it, they, it does. They, it does feel there's you know I I think he should be fired. You think he should be fired? I don't root for people to lose their jobs in general. Uh, obviously, this is a rich guy. This is a first class problem. But just from a simply football standpoint, to me, 100, you could easily justify firing him. I saw some Stephen Jones quotes. I did too. It Send doesn't – again, I, I don't – the Cowboys aren't really in this position often to like knee-jerk, one-year coach. Like it, Jason Garrett was always different. 
I'm going to take him at his word. Like, I don't, why would he, he could easily kind of play it coy, right? And be like, listen, we're still evaluating. We got to see. We don't talk about this during the year. And there's zero stories coming out that he's going to get fired. Like, we're kind of on an island. I don't know if we're on an island. I think most people would agree. Like, no one would feel sorry for him. We're on an island like New York. There's a lot of people on the island. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't feel like he's getting fired. One of those is an island. Manhattan Island? Uh, I, I, Staten no, Island, I think maybe? Staten Island. Yeah, I don't know. S.P. Davidson. Mike, Mike, I think Stanton's, that's where Mike Stanton's fan club is on Staten Island. <laughs> yeah. I don't really get New York, the boroughs, you know. Yeah. The five boroughs. <laughs> Kings of New York. I just uh, know Joe Burrow. I guess, you know, I will say this. Iuke C.D. Lamb is, I might put them both on my fan, on my DraftKings team just for this game, actually. Uh, but. They're disappointing for different reasons, right? For the Niners, we've watched them every second. We know why they're disappointing. The Cowboys, it's been, and that, it's been way worse. I think. Um, it's. I, I don't even. Think, I don't even. I don't even think it's comparable because the difference is, the Niners is somewhat understandable. I mean, they lost some games. Maybe you could go back. They should have won. But I then I think about it like they lost the Eagles game, a game they should have won. Nick Mullins was a fucking quarterback. Right. I mean, both teams had had quarterback injuries. The difference was when Dak's ankle shattered, their season was already in tatters. Right. He was I remember you telling me the next week, like he was on pace to have a historic. He was going to throw for like 7000 yards, but they were losing every game and their defense. Like their main problem is Mike Nolan is kind of a joke, like just a laughing stock in the NFL. Like Mike Nolan's your defense coordinator. That is not the case. Like the Niners coaching staff is held in high regard. Like everyone likes Kyle Shanahan, thinks he's a really good coach. Their defensive coordinator is probably going to get become a head coach, and it's not even that weird. It's like, yeah, the guy's going to become a head coach. The, if Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy, for example, got fired, like if if all four were just on the unemployment block, Mike Nolan, Mike McCarthy, Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, Mike Nolan will never be a coordinator in the league, let alone he's never been a head coach again. Mike McCarthy would be it'd be over. Like his his he would never be a head coach again. Obviously, Kyle would immediately get – he'd be if Kyle just became available, I mean, teams might fire their head coach to get him. And two, like I said, Robert Sala is going to get a job. So I, I, I just think the, the fan bases look at their teams. Part of it is like, what's up with Jimmy? What are they going to do? But it's more like big picture stuff where the Cowboys is like, is this serious right now? Like, well, are we really do it? We, we fired Jason Garrett and all these guys for this? I can't imagine as a fan – because it's not often you get in a Jason Garrett situation where you're just kind of stuck with a guy right. who's definitely not terrible, but he's nowhere good enough to what you need to be. But then you finally, you finally separate. do it. You finally do it. <laughs> and and on paper, I like the hire, and so I understand. But then you see it right away. You're like, again, a lot of people on paper should be good matches, like in relationships. You hear it all the time. It's like, yeah, it's on paper. You know, they came from a good family. She came from a good family. They're both educated. You know, both work these jobs. And it's like, God, it did not work. It was just one of those should have worked. It has not worked. And I'm not, the Cowboys can beat the Niners and I ain't changing my tune. You know, I I think the Cowboys probably should win this game. Well, I see. I don't know about that. Uh, They might, I flip a coin as far as these both. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, you're right. I mean, on one hand, Kyle Shanahan basically said, yeah, Nick Mullins will start the game. Well, we could see C.J. Beathard. But every to me, every game that Nick Mullen starts, like I, I'm not being like the Niners should win this thing anymore. No, 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 no. There's no should. I'm just saying the coach has made it clear or, that the guy that's will, starting the game. Or, or might. You know, well, no, but here's my point, though, is the guy that's starting the game, we all know may not even be the quarterback in the second quarter. They're favored by three points. 
Yeah. Like when I watch them, I do think they got the, that's their operation just has more going for it. Right. Then when I watch the Cowboys, now the Cowboys have had like you go back, you if you just didn't know anything about the Cowboys other than the way they looked against the Seahawks. That's the, that's the crazy part about this. And you made this point when this game got flexed. That these two brands, these two franchises are such a big deal that if they're just average, you wouldn't even think about flexing them. They're so bad this year, so unwatchable this year at this point. And a big part of that is the weight of the Cowboys, right? Like the Cowboys, yeah. for the Cowboys backup, to be on TV. Backup quarterbacks in both games. Backup, I don't yeah. think. But for the Cowboys to be on TV, it doesn't even matter who they play as long as they're watchable. It's not about their opponent. The 49ers are a little more opponent dependent, but they're obviously a major NFL brand too. You put the two of them together for them to get flexed out. It's 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 just got to be remarkable, which is what happened this week. I, and by the way, they didn't get flexed out, out for Bills Ravens. How how often do the Cowboys play at 10 a.m. our time? It doesn't feel the majority of Cowboy games. I'd say during the Jason Garrett era or one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. They do not play many 10 a.m. Dallas kickoffs. I. Honestly, guys, sun going to be a factor in this game is what the sun, like the rising sun. If we did a deep dive, like a study, I can't imagine many games over the last five years. The Cowboys have played 10 a.m. kickoffs in Dallas. No fucking way. I mean, that's just that that is Cincinnati. That is Texans. Like you you don't play Dallas Cowboy games at noon kick. Like that's not that's not normal. That that is honestly, I was shocked that they threw it at 10 a.m. This is. Your game is irrelevant. And in, in fairness, big picture to this season, the game is completely irrelevant. Not for us people that talk about the draft for the next I mean, we'll four or five watching. months. It's I, I I let's face it, guy. The Niners are better off losing this game. Yep. They just are. Yep. And when your quarterback and everyone's come to grips with, well, when you're just starting your backup quarterback and it's this late in the season, there aren't any especially with how many free agents, how much turnover is going to be on the roster. It's not like, remember, we set the tone uh, December 20th. strong. Really carried the momentum over to next year. No, that ain't the fucking case here. No. Should we be transparent here? I think transparency is good. Yeah, I mean, guy, I mean, talk to the people. We recorded like 40 other minutes of content of like NFL game previews, college previews. We had some – you, you had a strong Alabama take. We talked about – it was great shit. We talked about uh, Charlie Woods and Joe LaCava Jr. and John Daly, Lil John Daly, the second going to Arkansas. Um, a lot of stuff, and uh, it all corrupted file. I don't know what to tell you. So it's gone. Okay, I got okay on one take. Mm-hmm. I think is Herbert's going to win the offensive rookie of the year, right? Even like Justin Jefferson can't win it over him. No, he had three more th- touchdowns. I don't think tonight. so. I mean, yeah, I mean Justin Jefferson's going to be. He's going to finish as one of the top receivers in the NFL, but this is... Kyler Murray won the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, and they didn't win the many games. Right? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying... I'm just trying Jefferson to think out loud. Like, can great, you... Yes, yes. Just, just going 6-10, and 10, that doesn't hurt his chances to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. No, what helps his chances is people go, I think he's going to be a superstar. Where the vice versa, like, you can't win the NFL MVP, just like you can't win... You can win the baseball MVP. You can't win the basketball MVP or the football MVP without being on a good team. You got to be a great player on a good team. Yeah. Just goes hand in hand. Right. Mike Trout's proven that, you know, and listen, you know, I'll see it, but I I like winning players to get winning (laughs) awards. That's neither here nor there. I I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. I mean, I think when we were recording our fire segment that 
disappeared. Hopefully, this. I didn't quite. I didn't quite quite realize what his TD to interception ratio was. Thirty nine. Is his? I would have guessed it was like thirty to three. 39 to 4. I mean, the guy's on pace for like high 40s touchdowns. And it leads the NFL. And part of it, right, was we need a wide receiver. We need a wide receiver. We need a wide receiver. A million wide receivers get drafted. They're all sweet. They take a fucking quarterback. And then the second round, they take like this fat running back that can't play. Imagine. None of them do anything. And it doesn't even matter. <laughs> God, imagine if they had taken a receiver. You're right. You reminded me about that discussion. I was, uh, the one take I liked from that is from me was, so I'll repeat it real quick. That like in the NFL, there aren't a lot of NBA type players in the NFL because the sport doesn't allow for it. In the NBA, you spend a lot more time catering to your players. What does James Harden want? Which, by the way, the excerpt you sent me from the Harden Westbrook that Westbrook was like this. This is a joke. That was who wrote that? Tim McManus. I mean, it's actually it's a good kind of hit piece that's not that long. Okay, I can't and, wait. And the part of him in the bubble lollygagging on his corona test and Westbrook like fucking start the film and the plane's not leaving and Westbrook freaking out what Russell Westbrook thought Houston had a messed up culture <laughs> that's I, I gained some respect for Westbrook kind of a re-indictment to James Harden like Chris Paul same thing like bro can we just practice what are you what are you doing <laughs> it's brutal but, but, but also a lot of respect for James Harden he's able to score 50 points after doing all this stuff all the time <laughs> My uh, my take was just Lafleur doesn't get enough credit because he the way we talk about you know Phil Jackson and oh is he great and I always say we talk about it yes he is I don't care that he doesn't call plays like a football coach managing all the egos all that to come in convince Aaron to listen to him and then and then all his stuff is just fantastic like all the stuff works it makes Aaron better Aaron's all in uh, it's just uh, again we talked about this for like ten more minutes on the uh, secret version of this discussion, but I just wanted to make that point about LaFleur. I have not, I did not last year really probably give enough credit. Some of the film guys were all over it last year. Like he's doing some stuff. If Aaron just does it. So credit to those people. That offense. One thing I'd be pretty hard on if I was a coach, excuse me, an owner trying to hire a coach. And if I'm talking with these GMs, I like this Shanahan offense. These guys are having a lot of success with it around the league. And it's not just some out-of-nowhere offense, right? It's been working since the 90s. It works. And I think Aaron's a great example. When you have a great quarterback in that offense, it's a wrap. Because when you have Schaub, you can be good. When you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff, you can be good. When you have Matty Ice, what's Matty Ice on his best day, 60% of Aaron Rodgers? He wins the MVP. Rodgers, late, later in his career, is like, okay, I'll... I got to buy into some of this. It's going to work. The play action, turn my back. And like, holy shit, 50 touchdowns. Whoop, 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 whoop. You know, it's just, I, I think he probably realized, God, should I listen last? Now, they, even with this offense, their defense, it was a tough matchup for the Niners. I'm starting to think just his confidence, they get home field, kind of their NFC to win. I mean, they're, you're going to have to beat them at Lambeau in the cold. Even though they're kind of built to throw, that's kind of screwed them over the years. Right? I think their ceiling's been the highest in the NFC this year. You know they, they can't fa- run though. They looked fantastic before they played Tampa. That game got away from them. I don't. To me, Tam- I, I them and Tampa, I put them on the same. They're the same. Would you be? Good I think with they're Tampa, better than Tampa Packers actually. NFC Championship. Uh, yeah. Rematch. I'd be great. That's with probably it. the game I'd choose. John Washington is the four seed. <laughs> As of today. No. <laughs> I like their chances. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, on that note, let's hope this stuck.
please. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.